Hi, welcome to Wake TV. So today we want to talk about how to read the signs from the universe and our tips. Enjoy! Welcome to Wake TV. So today Sue and I are going to talk about signs and、uh, you know how the universe is telling you the sign this is not the way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And from our experience, we're gonna share little stories. But before,、um, I'm gonna give you guys a little like signs. Like, usually, you know, somewhere in your mind or something, the small voices keep on telling, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, like, very, very small voice. And you're kind of brushing off, but you keep on hearing it. That's one sign, or you're gonna keep on hearing the music and the certain lyrics, or you're gonna see the angel number like 888, 777. Doesn't matter which number, but you're gonna keep on hearing it, or you're gonna keep on seeing a certain like word over and over. That's a sign from the universe. But today we're gonna share about our personal experience, what it was, and then how universe and our Spiritual teams communicate us to put us into the right direction when we are doing something else. So, Sue, please share about your experience. Okay, hi, good morning.、Um, I'll just talk about my time in the army, my experience going into the army. I was 40、mm-hmm. and、um, decided that was the best choice for me, for our family. And、um, so it took Probably eight months for me to even get the physical.、Um, and I had to look up the chain of command and kind of complain that、um, I wasn't being granted a physical. And of course, that was frowned upon. But I didn't realize I was pretty determined that I was going to do this thing. I trained for quite some time to be ready. And、um, so I finally, my first sign that it wasn't the right choice. Tr- Wasn't the right life path for me was the fact that the physical wasn't happening. That's、how、the first long, entry point. How long, again, how long does it usually take to do the physical? Not eight months, but how long? No. Physical? No. no, and I would say for you know, the younger entrants you know, into the military, once they've had some preliminary things done with their recruiter,、uh, that physical takes a couple of weeks. So that's unusual.、Schedule. It's unusual, it took you eight months. That's true, a huge sign. True. Absolutely. So that was, that was my first sign, and it was pretty big.、Um, but I didn't listen. And then, so I finally got my physical, and I went in, into basic training and all of that kind of stuff. And、um, I had several people before I left for the Army, some people that I really put a lot of.、Um, I have a lot of respect for and have worked with in my life. And, and they said, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, you really need to be here for your family. And I had a young son at the time, and my parents were elderly, and、um, I was caring for them quite a bit too. And I said, oh, you know, it's just going to take a little basic training and advanced individual training, and I'll be home. I'll be taking care of these people again. You know, it's just going to be a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. How long、um, was it? So there were some signs. And then basic training was almost three months.、Mm-hmm. And then advanced indiv- indiv- individual training was another two and a half months. 
Hmm. So um, it doesn't seem it didn't seem to me at the time like a tremendous amount of of time to be away. But yet there were things that happened while I was away and um, that caused me great concern, especially with my mother and uh, also my father. But my son had become depressed. And hmm. so my husband was juggling all these balls and then he started having a lot of uh, difficulty with my absence. So the, the strain on the family became very apparent, which added strain to me. And then the final sign, uh, while I was in advanced individual training, I became ill. Um, being out in Texas, I had some allergies that I was not used to having here in New York. Mm -hmm. And um, I was hospitalized for three days. Oh my God. And yeah. And even though I had, uh, because I was a social worker for years before I went into the army and um, my program was to do um, behavioral health specialist. Okay. So I had, I don't know, I think a 98 in class. And then by the time I got out of the hospital, they told me, they informed me that I had missed too much class, um, too many hours. They have very specific regulations and that they had to take me out of my program. I had to be what they call recycled. And um, they put me in dental science. Hmm. So, you know, that was that was the door kind of kind of slamming in my face because that is not what I had signed up to do. That was not my intention. Mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, go into behavioral science. And then as a person with a four year degree, I was going to, you know, go into and become a um, well, I wanted to get my master's degree also, which they offered in the military, but um, I was going to be an officer, you know, and all of that just shut, just closed. It was like, nope, not for you. And uh, luckily, I had a very good first sergeant who, when I explained, you know, what was going on and whatnot and so forth, I was able to get, you know, a compassionate release, especially with my parents having such uh, difficulties with their illnesses and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That was very fortunate because a lot of people are not able to just slide out of the military like that. They were going to send me to Germany mm. and I wouldn't have been able to bring my family. My mother wouldn't have survived the flight. Mm -hmm. and, so that uh, was a big sign, like uh, doing something you don't want to do and you have to move to foreign country. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting point was out of 32 people in my class, I was the only, no, there was one other person who was married, uh, no, she, yeah, married with children, mm -hmm. and I was the only one that got sent overseas, that got orders to go to Germany <laughs> to, to practice dental science. That, that's crazy. It was crazy. Everybody else was single and freewheeling, you know, so the amount of money that it would have taken for the military to send us and pack us our whole household up and send us to Germany, it just it boggled the mind. But so there were very clear signs along the way that that wasn't the right path for me. Yeah, and I'll also state they would pick like someone who is single first. Absolutely. I mean, it would make more sense, wouldn't it? Why like would you I, take somebody? Yeah, I mean yeah financially for the military to take somebody like me with married and kids and send them to germany it's a little foolish when you could send somebody who's single anyway that's just my opinion but um the signs were clear mm -hmm. and then i also want to mention the easy exit for me it was not that difficult for me to get out that was another sign mm -hmm. so sometimes you know it felt very right it felt very the way it was supposed to go it wasn't what typical people did 
that were in the military that were enlisted. Um, however, I was put in the place of this first sergeant who also, by the way, was studying for her master's in psychology, so that didn't hurt. Mm. Um, but that person I met along the way who was paramount to getting me to where I needed to be was there. Mm. And, that wasn't, and that wasn't by accident. So, so you had to meet that person. So that was a step, but you didn't have to stay in the military, I guess. That's right. I, I mean, like I said, there are individuals who had family circumstances that were far more dire than mine, I would say. Like, for example, there was a gentleman whose wife had brain cancer, mm -hmm. and they weren't letting him out. Mm -hmm. They weren't even letting him go home for a period of time. And mm -hmm. when I learned about that, it, he was in another company, but we were we were neighbors. So we mm -hmm. talked at Chow Hall. And I mean, when I heard the circumstances of what his situation were and, and discovered that, you know, his first sergeant was totally unwilling to allow him to go mm -hmm. home. It just blew my mind. Wow. Brain cancer, you know, that's pretty serious. That's as serious as it gets. So again, you know, when I applied all of these things to my understanding of the whole experience there were very definite signs mm. that that was not the path for me and I had planned to put 20 years into the military I mean it was a life plan for mm. me and the universe said it's not where you're meant to be oh, what about were you, you? were you aware of the sign in the beginning or you kind of started aware after things started to get more difficult and difficult no, I was headstrong through the whole thing. I, I was very determined. My husband and I had sat down and we had, I had told him, you know, what I, what my plan was, what I wanted to do, you know, I want to go in and then I want to get my master's degree and then I want to go in as a, I mean, transition into becoming an officer mm. and blah, blah, blah. So we had a plan and he agreed to it. He said, okay, yeah, I think this is really the best path for, uh, for you and for us as a family. There was a lot of security there yeah. that, you know, the military would offer. And I had a desire to help veterans and service people. Um, you know, I had studied quite a bit about PTSD and that sort of thing. So I really had this burning desire to help people. And that was one of the avenues that I thought was going to be really great, you know, just be right in the military. I'd be right there on base. I could be of assistance all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't quite the way that my service to the world is playing out. And that's great. I mean, but no, I did not have any awareness um, of the signs as it was going on. I just, I just looked at it as a little bit of stumbling blocks. And so I pretty much put it out of my mind and pushed forward. I was like a bulldog. <laughs> but let me tell you, I suffered quite a bit um, for that resistance. Mm. Yeah. But it, it turned out in the end, it was only in hindsight that I could see the signs. And, and But now that I've had that experience, I'm much more aware of the signs. When, uh -huh. when something's, yeah. So it really did open me up quite a bit to being more conscientious of um, the indicators in my life that let me know whether something's going, whether I'm going in the right direction or whether I'm, I'm fighting something that, for example, um, you know, uh, be, being involved in my children's lives. If I become 
if I try to become controlling of outcomes, I, I experience a lot of pain when I sit back and I support them, but I, you know, I just let things play out the way they're supposed to. I'm much more calm. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so what I find is that if you're listening to the sign, you're watching and paying attention to the signs and, and you're going with the flow, you're going to feel that and it's going to feel good. And what about you? What what kind of experience had caused you yeah. to create? Mine is similar that I, you know, going into entertainment industry was my dream from, you know, when I was a little girl. So I did everything, anything to get in. And in the beginning, I kind of thought like, you know, I should forget about it because I was kind of like pessimistic. But when I was with uh, my ex-husband, his family was extremely positive and supportive. And they said, you should do what you want to do. That was a part of the reason I wanted to marry him because I loved his family. And then they're like, you should go, you should do it. So I started doing auditioning and modeling and stuff like that. And I started doing movies. And then um, the things, things led me one way to another and I started making my first movie as a producer. And then I thought this is the way, you know, because things are going well. Mm-hmm. And I did have, a, um, you know, support and everything. And then everything was set up. Like I met the right person. Like I met a big mentor in the movie industry and he was very supportive of me. And I thought this is good. So I thought, you know what, I want to just make like a huge empire with other people. And then so I can influence people and raise um, consciousness of earth by doing that. So um, me and my uh, business partner, my ex business partner, we know each other about over 12 years. And then uh, we kind of decided to do business together, doing branding. And then he had a huge connection with China. So we started doing business with China that um, he could hook us up with very important people over there. And then I brought the people I knew um, as our team. We had a Tony, amazing person, and we had a banker, amazing person. And then uh, um, my business partner brought in the uh, um, person from a studio background. He was a retired executive. And then we had a great team. So, you know, we, we thought success was imminent. And then I was kind of like cautious in the beginning because I don't know how much we can trust like how they do business in China because uh. I heard that they are not that um, ethical, you know? <laughs> And okay. they don't they don't go into like a Western uh, style of business or Japanese style. Japanese people are very slow to make a decision, but once they make a decision, they're gonna follow through. So it takes time, but they're very sincere usually. So I wasn't really sure about it, but we kept that was the first sign. I had a bad feeling, but like after we started the meeting, um, not the we my my business partner were talking about all these important people. It sounded like a legit. So everything started to look very, um, what you're gonna call it, trustworthy. So mm-hmm. eventually all of us got calmed down. And then uh, we started introducing other people we know um, to 
do a business. Basically, we are importing, uh, we are trying to import um, US movie to China, and that's what they wanted. And that was originally a billion dollar for them and a million dollar deal for us. So it was huge. And then we wanted to do this deal so we can get close to studios and we can create like a, you know, relationship and start doing producing. That was my aim, you know? And then we worked our very hard for three years. And then what happened was, um, Basically, they decided to raise their financing through our credibility. So invest investment money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, they didn't say that, but that's my assumption. You know, I assume that's alleged, allegedly they were doing, I think. So what happened was um, we delivered everything, but um, we won't get paid. So that that was my door shut down moment and what i lost personally was credibility and the reputation because i did introduce certain important people in order for this deal to go through mm-hmm. so my so you had your contacts that brought up the revenue and the interest like um, investment money into this production that well, were involved in this like, for not the production, they had their own company, but they are uh, trying to raise their uh, investment money. The investment money. So they used your people for that. Wow. Yeah, our credibility. So basically, um, they looked credible and they are legit people, but the point is, it didn't go through. So all doors shut down, not just money, but my reputation, my credibility, everything. And I was told a, a lot before that, like when I started awakening, like Archangel Raphael was saying, why don't you start serving others through uh, doing healing and stuff? But you know how you are a guide, they don't tell you what to do, like he suggested, right? So I yeah. told him, I'm not really interested in doing that. I, 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 my dream is doing an entertainment thing and that's what I'm doing. So next thing he suggested was, oh, that's fine. You can just learn all these skills in order for you to heal yourself. So while I was working in entertainment industry, I, I took all of these cr- credentials as a hobby, you know? And then at the part time when people in the industry asked me to do some healing, I did here and there, but I was like never taking it seriously that this was my path, like me doing coach and this kind of stuff. I never thought this was what I was supposed to be doing. And then door was slammed shut. So I had to think of like what to do, right? And then I finished all of, credentials including like a quantum hypnosis so i was like why don't i just combine everything and start doing my own business because i was like i can't do entertainment stuff again because it's gonna take time and then like like i spend all of my um energy and uh my connections and everything and it's just damaged you know 
I can't talk about what I wanted to, but that, that didn't seem like the way because everything shut. And then by then I was awake enough to understand like if you are supposed to be doing something like one thing led to another and then you go the right path and then this doesn't seem like it. So I realized okay, this must be the big, big, huge sign that universe is stopping me to keep on going this path. Because just like you, I was super determined because that was my childhood dream. And then I did like uh, doing healing stuff and other stuff as a hobby, but I never thought you can make a business out of it because I was a very left brain-sided person. So I, I couldn't really... Um, it was not realistic for me to make a business out of this kind of work. Right. But yeah. I was in the same kind of mindset, like you're saying, you know, with the army, it's, it's, I had been told in my twenties that I had all the abilities to do what I'm doing now. And I just didn't believe it. I thought I had to have a plaque on the wall and all these degrees and certifications and, you know, so I did that too, but um, it's funny how, you know, as a society, we're kind of told that, uh, that yeah. you have to do everything in this certain way. And even though we get the guidance that we can do it another way, we don't necessarily believe it. We have to go through these trials and tribulations. So what were the, your main sign with this situation and, and um, the production, the movie? Well at all. It's not about production, it's a distribution. Things weren't going well. Like by the time we are about to get paid from them, like these another like um, stuff happened, so it got delayed, so have to wait more, have to wait more. It's just nothing was smooth. And you kind of said that you had a sign right away in the beginning you sort of had a trust issue did I hear that right yeah I had a bad feeling about it but I just thought you know once um you started using your logic and the mind and after they started showing the uh evidence they seem like a very trustworthy people and a big company and everything you're just gonna brush away your feeling because it's not like you know solid that's a really good point, though. I mean, that's something that I think can be very helpful for individuals, whether you're talking about a relationship or you're talking about a job or whatever it is in your life. I mean, we brush off. A lot of people can brush off what your gut feeling is, what your intuition is telling you, what your feeling is. Because yeah, the mind... I was awakened, you know, so I should trust my... <laughs> my senses right but well, we're programmed people. aren't we we're programmed from very young age to to be sensible yeah what, what makes sense after you see the facts like okay these people are this big and know these people and that people and this company is big like you're gonna trust them you know yeah our mind can definitely override override our intuition and i wonder what your thoughts are about in relationship how that oh yeah uh, for sure like you know in the beginning when you meet the person um you weren't sure you know like this is a, a reason why i tell my client especially single people don't get emotional when you meet a person during dating just observe them because once you started to emotionally invest into someone 
your intuition doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think some of the, you know, maybe our spirit team is sending us signs. What do you think some of the signs can be when somebody's first entering a relationship that it might not be right for them? You don't feel good. Like, um, you know, like one of the stuff I heard was as a female, um, you don't physically feel good. Like uh, you don't like his voice or you don't like his smell or something like physically kind of like icks you. When he touches you, you kind of feel icky. Uh-huh. You know, like touch your hand, like you feel icky. We have to trust that biological like instinct. Mm -hmm. Like nothing wrong with him about his credentials. He looks good on paper. He looks good, you know, like good candidate to get married, you know, too. When you uh -huh. look at, you know, on the paper, you know. But when yeah. your body is saying like a, something like, oh, I just don't like his smell or whatever, for example, we, we have to listen to that. Yeah, and I dated a couple of guys back in the day where, you know, my body was right on with that person. You know, the physical attraction was there. They were good looking. They looked all right on paper. I won't say great because I dated a couple of chumps, but anyway, you know. Like I was just into this guy sort of thing. And um, then I wasn't paying attention to stuff like how he treated other people. I'm oh, thinking yeah. of one guy in particular. I'm thinking of one guy in particular. I mean, this guy I was nuts about. I, oh, I won't get uh, too personal, but I mean, all the buttons were clicking, right? Mm -hmm. And uh then I started noticing along the way that, um, at least initially, my first signs were how he was treating his friends. Mm -hmm. And um, then I just kind of fluffed it off because, you know, when you got that, that sweet attraction going on and, you're, and your hormones are going and life looks beautiful, um, you don't necessarily look at some of the other things that are going on in the picture because our, our love hormones can just really take over our brains and make yeah. them soggy I think <laughs> uh -huh. we we forget to observe instead of like study the feeling you know about the guy yeah that is not always a good idea like um when you were talking about military experience and the physical reaction I can share something with you like um I don't want to get into too personal thing because it's very personal but once I started to realize that I am no longer in love with this person, mm -hmm. um, I couldn't really um, be intimate with him anymore. So I tried, you know, I tried my best, you know, because he, he loves me. Mm -hmm. And then I started having a reaction, like a physical reaction. Yeah, like, that happened for me too. I didn't know anything about endometriosis, but after like I read um, medical description, I was having the same exact symptom. So I told him, and then I went to the doctor, like gynecologist, and the gynecologist told me like I'm having endometriosis. So we're convinced. And then what's happened was, um, I met the doctor from Europe. Uh, he was amazing. So he kind of like told, he wasn't gynecologist, but he listened to my, um, you know, talk and he was like, you know, why don't we just do MRI? 
And then we did the MRI and we don't find anything. Ah, uh, so your body was really giving you signals. Uh-huh. It he was told letting me, you know. Yeah, he told me whatever my reaction to what, um, you know, this guy was, um, psychological refusal. Like, I didn't want to be with him intimately, like, that way. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to because that was what I'm supposed to be, you know, doing. As you were married, you felt that was part of the gig, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't. And then I was stunned about that. So right. when, you know, doesn't matter if you are a guy or a girl, when you started having physical reaction in that kind of situation maybe that's a good sign as well i wanted to share with you guys about that absolutely that is so important to realize because um we will cause our bodies will assist us in getting out of something if we need to you know whether it be a job or a relationship or whatever it is where we persist in something that isn't working for us our body will start especially in relationship absolutely that intimacy isn't just all about um a body connection it's about a mind and an emotional connection yeah mind body spirit everything you know yeah so once uh you are off or you don't feel anything toward that person and you're forcing yourself to you know functional body your body like you know, eventually started to align with your soul voice, you know, truth, how you really feel about the person. Oh, yeah. And, and then, you know, you don't want to let that go too long, right? You don't want to let that go too long because yeah, that missed sign can, can turn into physical illness, right? Yeah, it, it can is. turn into an actual thing. It's going to turn out like, uh, you know, anxiety and the stress, and then it's going to go into all other diseases show up. Because when I look at the client energetically, when I see um, the energy blocks in their field, and then you, when you see the energy blocks in the same area, and then once they started to accumulate those blocks, it's going to turn into physical illness. like Physical illness, right. Mm -hmm. Manifestation, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So what are some of the other signs you think, besides the physical, that we can maybe um look for if a uh, relationship's not what what do you think um you know one of the things that comes to mind for me is just the desire to spend time with somebody oh, um yeah. you know that's that one not yeah. right well you know if you're kind of like you don't want to get out of bed or you'd rather spend you, you know you're you find yourself constantly making plans with other people just in you know you sort of start recognizing that that's an effort not to spend time with your beloved i think that's a big clue yeah and, like uh, you do group activity more so you don't have to spend the time alone with each other that's a big sign yeah or if the if your significant other is doing that you know yeah. Maybe you want to spend more time with them and they just keep finding excuses or they're, work, they're working later and later at night. Uh, there's one. That was my first marriage. That was my first sign. <laughs> no, it wasn't my first sign, but it was uh, getting to the point of extreme um, awareness by the time, it, because he would work later and later and he wouldn't let go of his second job, even though we didn't need it. Um, 
would not spend any time with myself or our our son together. So, you know, after a while, you just sit there and go, maybe he just doesn't want to be with me. <laughs> and it's oh, hard. No. We are it's not, not easy. Hard. So it's difficult to understand what they are thinking. But when uh, we look at the sign goals, um, it's just, I feel like observing what's going on outside is good too, but like observing within yourself what's going on, that's like a sure sign of it. Yeah, and I wasn't listening. I wasn't connected to that at all. Now that you're bringing that up, I, I, I was maybe 21 and I just was not connected to that. So I think if we can help people get more connected to that inner feeling, that inner voice, and um, that's a really yeah. good point. I mean, it might be hard for guys, but I'm assuming like people who are listening to this is uh, female, like a lot of girls. So, you know, when we get in touch with our feelings, like, does it feel good? Like, you know, are we, are we doing this because that's what we are supposed to be doing? Whatever that is, supposed to be saying, supposed to be acting. You know, uh, when we have a girlfriend role, there's a certain thing we are required to do, right? Or wife or whatever. And then do we really want to do this when we really ask ourselves honestly? That's like a good sign to ask ourselves always. And just, just for me, I'll just share this. Um, you know, as we've talked about, I've been with my husband for some time. It's 28 years now. Mm -hmm. And with or without the wedding ring, I'll tell you that every day I still choose him. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a good question to ask yourself mm -hmm. if there's confusion is, do I still pick him today? Yeah. Yes. And he still picks me too, right? Mm -hmm. And we've actually had the conversation where it's, you know, if the day comes where one or the other of us, the answer is, and we don't have this conversation every day, obviously, but you know what I'm talking about. It's a general understanding and agreement that if there comes a day where one or the other of us, you know, the answer is no, I don't choose you anymore, then then that's gonna be all right. It's gonna it's gonna hurt and it's going to be probably difficult, you know, for both of us um, for whatever period of time it takes to grieve a long-term relationship, but um there yeah. has to be a choice and you know wedding ring or not are you still picking that person today would you still pick them today it say if you didn't have the wedding ring right mm -hmm. would or you still choose them bank account like if he has nothing absolutely nothing are you are you going to choose that person that's there it there you go you know yeah, that's I a really good point i talked to my girlfriend and she you know asked me you know, what's a decision factor? So I always tell her, look at him and see if he has nothing. Do you still want to be with him? Do you That's tell really him, good. Do you tell him, honey, it's okay. Like we're going to do, we do it together and then we can get ourselves back if he suddenly lose everything one day. Boy, that's a great exercise. I love it. Yeah. Then you can kind of strip everything like, uh, do you like him because of what he has or his position? Or do you like him because it's him? I think ultimately, you know, we, we get the signs 
whether something's feeling right, you know, so male or female, we have to get connected to internal knowing, which is feeling. And our body's gonna tell us, like you said, you're gonna feel something is right or not, pretty much right from the beginning. So if we can get connected to those signs, yeah, but ultimately it's gonna serve us in, in whether a relationship is is worth I, getting I, into. What I'm like wondering is, you know, guys, they are they are not um in touch with feelings as much as we do, unless they are awakened or, you know, spiritual person. So in that case, how can I, can a guy see the signs? Like when you look at the facts, you know? So like feeling is one way, like for us, a female to use as a guiding past, but what about guys? And then I would say like, if, you know, physical, symptom is a very very um i guess trustworthy facts you can you can trust because um if you can't you you constantly feel drained or you constantly um don't feel good and then mind started telling you like oh you know i'm just overthinking or whatever just like how i was dealing with my um you know the branding business like mind always takes over, but when for, for you guys, like male, you know, men, when your body is that telling you something, you want to trust that instead of putting meaning of it, like uh, logically, mm -hmm. that's what I feel like guys can follow as a signs. Because when yeah, you absolutely, you have to, um, you know, men are not taught to pay attention to their bodies. As a matter of fact, I'd say quite the opposite in socialization. Um, for example, if they grew up being athletic and um, they would injure themselves on the field, a lot of them are, oh, suck it up, you know, don't be a puss, all these kind of things, these messages, which is don't pay attention to your body. Don't pay attention. Don't listen. When your body is telling you it's had enough, you need to take a break. So I think being very aware for gentlemen to to be very aware of their body you know start feeling the body you know don't just take it for granted and you know because it's very easy for men to be in touch with their bodies i believe when they're aroused and they're interested in intimacy and things like that because that's what society told them it's okay you know to feel your body then but other than that so let's get in touch with the body like you said erica and um yeah. I really think that if they're not consciously making the effort to tune into what their body is feeling and emotions as well, the, the emotional aspect is big. Now, how do I feel when I walk into the room with this person? Take your temperature. Guys aren't used to thinking that way for the most part. And like you said, there are some that are, you know, many that are spiritually enlightened and or maybe awake and they have been for all their lives. And so they're, yeah, they're consciously so aware of majority of them aren't so you know uh following feeling might be very difficult for them because they are not in touch with feelings you know they yeah. might be in touch with their mind and then if mind is like keep on telling you one thing and then your body is keep on telling you other thing maybe it's a good idea to pay attention to body like you know maybe telling you the signal like similar to what my body was telling myself that you know, uh, you're kind of lying to yourself, you know? 
You know, I was just listening to an interview with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. He was on the Joe Rogan show. And I thought what was really cool is that he had kept a journal for many, many years. And that's not something you normally associate with a guy, but he just did. And I thought it was brilliant because um, he would get in touch with internalizing and and self-exploration with the times where he was having difficulty but he would also this really impressed me he talked about internalizing when things were going good and going back into the journal and just allowing himself to really process what are the elements to things are going right Mm -hmm. a lot of times we want we don't go into self-reflection until things are going wrong but yeah. what about when things are going right? I mean, geez, I want to grab that with both hands and, and I really want to pay attention to what that feels like. Yeah. Right? For someone like, you know, uh, before awakening, I was um, mostly left brain sided analytical. So I was more of the guy than female. So um, internally. So um the person like that or male in general, you can follow, you can observe, you know, what, what you said about when things are going well, what kind of analysis you can do to uh, pinpoint like what this, this is. And when things doesn't go well, then pinpoint like characteristic of what this is. So you don't have to get in touch with feelings, but you can observe and analyze and see what matches. So I feel like, yeah, thank you, Sue, you helped me. <laughs> I feel like guys can use that as a guiding path instead of feelings because it's very difficult for people like that or, you know, people how I used to be, it's very difficult to follow feelings. Um, you're only going to follow facts and uh, what you have experienced before. So I think he would also, you know, like I think he would also write about how he was feeling around things. But I'm like you, I'm more left brain. And I'll tell you, I do a lot of writing and lists. And I didn't for many years, but I do now because sometimes just turning back a few months in the pages and where I struggled the most with something, and this is relationships I'm talking about. Um, I know you want to put a little blurb too there about the feelings. So I think it's even if you weren't necessarily socialized to be in touch with your feelings or your emotions, I was more brain oriented like yourself. Um, it's not something that can't be overcome. I just use a double negative. I'm very sorry. Um, you can overcome it. Okay. And I, you know, I just think having heard that about Matthew McConaughey, I was like, that's so exciting. You know, just write it down, just put it in there. Just, you know, he even put in what his foods the kind of foods he was eating around these times too. And Mm -hmm. insight is insight, right? But uh, you can get in touch with your feelings if you become consciously aware and decide that you're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's a decision. It's, it's really, and that's where the work is, right? They say relationships are work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like millennials, they are more in touch with feelings. They have a a better balance um, between female and the male within themselves so uh, guys in millennial generations or younger they are much better to get in touch with feelings so you know that plus journaling that's probably a good idea so before we wrap up do you have the you know biggest tip you can give to audience 
If you feel on any level that something's not right at the beginning, don't look for reasons to make it right. Just go with it. That's mine. What's yours? Well, I, I'm similar. Like It's really important to get in touch with your heart instead of mind. Mind always screws us up. Try to look for anything logically fit into whatever the belief we are always holding on to. So heart doesn't really, um, it, it, you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense when you meet this person, you don't feel good about this person. And then your mind is going to say, oh, you don't even know her or you don't even know him. You shouldn't be so judgmental about it. But when you have a bad feeling, trust about that. Just trust your feelings. I agree. Because, you know, if we don't, our spirit team, which has agreed to help us along our life path and they know what our soul plan is, they're going to give you bigger and bigger signs and eventually they're going to whack you. They're going to shut the door in your face if you don't listen and there's going to be a lot of anguish along the way. So uh-huh. this, like you said, get, get heart centered. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. If, if you're in touch with your heart, that's, that's where the universe gives its biggest messages. Oh yeah. Um, that's how we, our, you know, uh, higher self or spiritual team try to whisper us, uh, this is not the right way. It's just, yeah. just get that fe- feeling, you know? And like but, you said earlier, sometimes it's like you hear a song and the lyrics Mm-hmm. The lyrics say something to you and you're like, wow, that is just so on point for what I'm going through right now. That's a sign. Yeah, that is a sign. Yeah. So that's what we wanted to talk about with you guys today. And I hope this is going to be educational for all of you. So we see you guys next Friday. Please share, subscribe, like. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, Erica. Have so a great we're one. Gonna, we're going to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. All righty. So that was good. Hi. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So see you guys next Friday. Bye.